lady things I wish I started doing 10 years ago. Lord, this ought to be good. Ladies, sit back and relax while I spill the tea on all things women health. Please note that I am not a doctor and you should consult yours before starting or trying anything new. These thoughts are my own, but I wanted to share them with you. Also, I will be speaking about lady parts. So if you have little ears or if this makes you uncomfortable, get over it. Seriously, we need to talk about these things, okay? All right, let's do this. Hey girl, welcome to Slay Out Loud. This is a podcast designed for women who are on their journey to become the best versions of themselves. I'm your host, Jerrica Hetty. I'm a wife, a stepmom, an entrepreneur, and the creator of the Sladies Den, which is a women empowerment movement focused on gratitude, self-care, and giving back. I'm here to share real life stories, offer you support, and encouragement as you travel on your journey. So let's get started. Hey, Sladies. Welcome to episode 25 of the Slay Out Loud podcast. I am your host, Jerrica Hetty, and I help women just like you regain their confidence, build a legacy, and live your best life through gratitude and igniting joy. Today, I want to talk to you about women's health and lady things I wish I had started doing and known about 10 years ago. I'm going to be 33 in a few months, and I feel like I'm trying to make up for some lost time with some of these. And another disclaimer, some of these things might seem like common sense, but if you don't know, you don't know. So let's be kind Not everyone is as educated when it comes to this stuff. All the things I talk about will be listed in the show notes for you, so don't feel like you have to scramble to write down all these gems. Alright, let's dive in, shall we? First things first, we are going to start with hygiene. I think it's safe to assume that the majority of us shower. However, The frequency of those showers vary from woman to woman. Now, I'm not here to tell you how often to bathe, but I shower daily, sometimes multiple times a day, depending on what I'm doing. Here's what I will tell you about the shower, regardless of the frequency that you're getting in. One, the water temperature should not be set to the third realm of hell. Y'all, I love hot water. The hotter, the better. Like, to the point of scalding. I have always liked my showers ridiculously hot for as long as I can remember. But this is not good for your skin. Warm is okay, but scalding hot is not. I've started to turn my showers down over the past couple of months, and now I notice that there is such a thing as too hot. Two, 
If you use a washcloth instead of a loofah, you need to be changing your washcloth out at least every other shower. I personally prefer daily. We have a lot of washcloths here at my house and I don't know, I just feel like I cannot get clean if my washcloth isn't clean. But that's just me. If you are using a loofah or something, you obviously can't change it every wash. But once it starts to get ratty and fray, it's time for it to go. I have super sensitive skin, so I always feel like loofahs tear my skin up. So I prefer a washcloth. Three, do not use a washcloth, soaps, or any scented washes while washing your vagina. Scented products are linked to ovarian cancer and they also throw off the pH balance. This can lead to BV or bacterial vaginosis. BV is the overgrowth of bacteria found in the vagina. Signs and symptoms of BV, according to the Mayo Clinic, include a thin white, gray, or green discharge, foul-smelling or fishy odor, vaginal itching, and burning during urination. Here's another quote-unquote fun fact that you may not have known about BV. If you are sexually active, not only does multiple partners increase your chance of BV, but the diet and personal hygiene of your partner can also increase your chance of BV as well. All right, so make sure you're using clean hands only to wash your vagina. If you are in need of a wash besides water, I recommend using a line called Honey Pot. They have a vegan cruelty-free wash that comes in normal and sensitive, and this is for the outer parts of your vagina. By no means should you be inserting your washcloth or anything else up inside. I also want to take a minute to address baths. You guys, I love baths. It's like one of my favorite things to do is to take a bath. But what I've stopped adding to my baths are bath bombs. I know. Gasp. What do you mean, Jerrica? No bath bombs? All right. Here's my confession. I haven't cut out bath bombs completely but I have cut out the store-bought full of dyes and chemical bath bombs. I have found some amazing local women who make as close to as all natural bath bombs as I think you can get. And every once in a while, I'll use one of those. But I'm no longer using the -the glow-in-the-dark, glitter-filled garbage that you can buy in stores. I do add some unscented Dr. Bronner's castile soap to my bath water. I really love bubbles, and that stuff has so many uses that I can justify having those huge bottles around. Can we talk Instagram for just one second? 
Instagram has quickly become one of my favorite places to hang out, and I'm loving IG stories. So here's what I want you to do. Before we even dive in any deeper into this episode, I want you to pause, run over to Instagram, and follow me at Jerrica Hetty. That's J-E-R-A-K-A-H-H-E-A-D-Y. I would love to connect with you on Instagram. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode, tag me in your stories, and I will be sure to give you a shout out. Let's be friends on IG. All right, so now we're going to talk feminine products. For years, I wore scented tampons, and then I switched to unscented tampons. I never really liked wearing pads, and I was a swimmer in school as well, so pads were really out of the question. But I would say in the last year or so, I have switched to a more eco-friendly solution. I now use pads and tampons from Honeypot as well. I have PCOS and my periods are usually very long and extremely heavy. I have noticed a significant difference in the length and the flow since switching to Honeypot. And the pads, y'all, are the best. They have aloe vera in them, which is literally like a spa. Wearing the pads helps with my cramps as well. I don't know if it's like magic or something, but I'm telling you, I swear by this brand. And no, this episode is not sponsored by them, but it should be. A lot of my friends use menstrual cups as well. And I'll be honest, I've never tried one, but it's not something that I'm against. And it might be something that I use in the near future. We spend a lot of time talking about the types of food that we eat. Is it organic? Is it non-GMO? Is it loco? Is it grass-fed? Etc. But that train of thought doesn't translate over to when we're talking about the products that we're putting into our bodies. If you are a tampon girl, make sure that you are changing them frequently. No matter how organic the tampon is, it's still a foreign object. And wearing them for long stretches of time can cause toxic shock syndrome. Okay, so we're done with biology class. Thanks for holding in there, ladies. I know that this can be uncomfortable to talk about, but I am here to lessen the anxiety around talking about our bodies and how it functions. All right, number five. I want to now address underwear. When I was in my early 20s, I literally wore thongs all the time, all day, and all night. I slept in them. I wore them to work out, to play sports, all the things. I thought it was cute. I thought it was sexy. Now, don't get me wrong. I am by no means wearing granny panties now, but I have cut down drastically on the satin, silk, and non-supportive underwear. 
i.e. thongs. Ladies, cotton is your friend. Here's the thing. Remember the BV we were talking about earlier? Well, any non-cotton underwear you wear is going to trap moisture inside. We don't want that. We want to let our lady parts breathe. So cotton is where it's at. Grab some cute hipsters or boy cut shorts, but let some air in there, okay? And when it's possible, meaning like three weeks out of the month for most of us, don't wear underwear to bed. Again, we need air, not moisture. Number six, annual exams actually done annually. I cannot even tell you how many of these exams I've skipped over the years. I'm just being honest here, but I've missed a lot of these. Even after being told that I needed to go twice a year, I still skipped a bunch. I'm pretty sure that I'm paying for that now. So, if you don't know the last time you had an annual exam, you need to schedule one. Seven, vitamins. My goodness. Guys, seriously, I stopped taking vitamins when I stopped being a Flintstone kid in the fourth grade. No joke. So here are the vitamins that I recommend as women we should take. You first and foremost need a multivitamin or a prenatal if you haven't yet had kids. Even if you don't plan on having kids, a prenatal is a really good roundabout multivitamin. You definitely want something that has folic acid and iron in it. You also need cranberry for urinary tract health. Again, remember the BV we were talking about earlier. You can also drink tart cranberry juice instead of taking a cranberry pill, but just make sure that it's actually cranberry juice and not like Welch's cranberry concentrate that's full of sugar. That's not going to help. So I prefer the pill over the tart cranberry juice. You also need vitamin D. I do have D3 in a gummy form because I really am still a child, but I love them. They taste so good. And if you live in New York State, especially upstate, get yourself some vitamin D, okay? We never see the sun here. So that vitamin D is imperative. You're also going to need collagen for your skin, your hair, and your nails. It's a must. We have enough stress in our lives. We don't need to be looking 80 before we actually turn 80. And you also need a probiotic for gut health. Now, there are some probiotic pills that have cranberry in them. If you're like, Jerrica, I don't really like taking pills. How can I cut this down? Well, you can get a prenatal that has um, vitamin D 
and iron and folic acid already in it. You can get a probiotic that has cranberry. Um, and then you can get like a collagen peptide powder that you can add to your morning coffee or put it in your smoothie. And so that's really only like three pills, I think, if you kind of cut it down. But those are the vitamins that we as women really need. Y'all, the last thing I'm going to talk to you about is a skin care routine. I have recently become so obsessed with skincare. Who knew? Maybe it's the idea that I'm like entering my mid-30s that has something to do with it. Now, I'm not going to tell you what products you should be using because all of our skin is different. And ever since I started fertility treatments, my skin has drastically changed. And I think that really was the catalyst for creating a new skincare routine for myself. I will tell you though, you do need a cleanser. You need treatments based on your needs, serums, and moisturizers. Some of my favorite things will be listed in the show notes, and they're good for all skin types, whether you have dry skin, normal skin, combination skin, or oily skin. Along with skincare, though, I've also stopped washing my face in the shower. I cringe now at the thought of washing my poor face in scalding hot water, but I did it for years. Thank God that knowledge is power. As part of my skincare routine, I also make sure that I'm washing my pillowcases or at least changing them out every two to three days. When we sleep, our skin repairs itself and you have all that shedding and grease and gross yuck on your pillowcases. What good is a clean face on a dirty pillowcase? The last thing I'm going to say is that I've been super intentional when it comes to my skincare is drinking water. Not in the form of coffee, but actual water. And we've talked about drinking water over the last couple of episodes, but I aim for at least 100 ounces of water every day, but not just any water. There's a lot of fluoride that's in water today. So I make sure that I'm drinking spring water or filtered water of some kind. Water that's more alkaline based. Not all water is created equal. I used to laugh at my friends that said water tastes different, but now I know it to be true. So, sorry, Brooke, for thinking that you were nuts before. (laughs) So, guys, I know this episode is unlike anything I've ever done here before, but I wanted to share it with you anyway. Are there any lady things that you do now that you wish you had started doing 10 years ago? Drop me a DM and let me know. Talk to you soon, girl. All right, girl, so I hate goodbyes. So we're not saying goodbye. 
we're saying until next time. So until the next episode, here are the things that you can do to help me grow this podcast. You can head over to iTunes and you can leave a rating and a review and you can subscribe to the podcast right from iTunes. You can share this episode with a girlfriend. Better yet, you can share this on IG where I love to hang out in stories. Tag me in your stories with your greatest takeaway from today's episode. Y'all, this podcast is my new baby and we are going to grow this thing together. I am so glad that you are here. I am so grateful that you have listened this far into the episode, which means you're almost done. And I would love your feedback. Let me know what you want me to talk about on this podcast. This is for you. So girl, if you do those things, I will be forever grateful to you. Thank you so much. So until next time, I'm sending you light, love, and champagne, or sparkling water if that's your jam. Cheers! Thank you.